0: Guys, uh, we're, we're super excited about the results tonight. Um, this, we have so much respect for this Oregon team. I've been in this gym twice as an assistant at BYU and both times. Uh, actually, not once as an assistant uh, at Oregon, and then once in the NCAA tournament and got beat both times. This is a great team. It's an incredibly potent offensive team. Uh, we, were, we knew that we were going to have our hands full uh, defending the glass and, and actually trying to guard these guys because they have five players on the floor almost all the time They can do everything on the court from shooting to driving to make plays. And so I'm super proud of our guys. I thought it was a great effort as a group and, and uh, we're excited to kind of keep, keep trying to get better. Take any questions. Do your guys, do you, I realize a lot of
1: stats are going to get thrown out of this game, but this is only the second time. Dana's tenure that something quite as lopsided with the shooting percentages and how occurred. Do you have a locker room? Do you have guys who appreciate things of that magnitude? Beyond like the postseason resume and what this can mean for you yeah. three, four months from now and those sorts of things, probably is enormous. Yeah. You've already beaten good teams. But to do it in this fashion, yeah. do you have guys who appreciate that this is something so lopsided one of the biggest wins in 12 years or the opponent against the
0: I think my guys are going to hear all that. I think they're just hungry to try and get better. Like, we just – we feel like we have a chance to become a really good team, and um, and we want to get better. Like, we're hungry to get better. I think the guys are really excited about the challenge they had in front of them tonight. I mean, we – you know, uh, Nick Robinson put together the scout for this, for this game, and, and we spent a ton of time honoring how potent this team is offensively and, and working on – uh trying to get locked in on exactly how we wanted to give it our best shot to manage it um and I think the guys were super successful so I think they're hungry to kind of do it again I mean they're gonna hear you know all the, they're hear all the noise but but I, I think these guys are actually having a lot of fun they've invested a ton I mean we went through three and a half weeks to two a days and uh you know we have some guys who come from all over the world to be here at BYU and and we do it a little bit different there, and so they're just hungry right now. We knew this first three games was going to be enormously challenging, um, and and so we're just excited. I think the guys are excited to get home and then get back to work because we do think we could
1: be a really good team. Yeah. about they wanted to get better,
0: but just from a coach's standpoint, what impressed you most about your game? Yeah, listen, we knew coming in we had some real problems. We, we, the Oregon fixes themselves on the offensive glass, right? So in the first two games, they didn't miss any shots. But when they did miss a shot, invariably, they just went and devoured the offensive glass, and it's such a confidence builder. And for whatever reason – Maybe it was partly us. Maybe it was partly them. They didn't shoot the ball really well early, and so and then we just refused to let them fix it by getting the offensive glass. I thought my guys did an unbelievable job fighting on the glass. We knew it was a huge, it was a huge challenge for us, and then we, we tried not to let them fix it in transition. We tried not to let it, let them fix it by causing turnovers and getting in transition. And with the, with the exception of just a few possessions, I thought we did a great job of all the ways where we ch- where they normally fix the game, when it's not going right, I thought we were really good about saying we're not going to let you fix it that way. You're going to have to fix it the hard way, right? You're going to have to fix it by making some hero shots and, and kind of finding your rhythm the hard way it is to find the rhythm. So I, I was super proud of our guys for that because they stayed with it all game long. Yeah. So, Alex, what you did tonight, we've
1: seen a lot over the last couple of years. Uh, for him to do that,
0: stage against this team uh, I mean, there's just no words left for this guy. I mean, I know the country hasn't seen him. I don't understand exactly why because we've been really good the last two years. But but this is Alex Marcelo Like, this is what he does. Like, he he goes in on the road against number 12 in the country. It's 9 for 11. And not just 9 for 11, but he does it f- 100% in the context of how we play. He's not breaking things off and going into isolation. He's not forcing shots. He's just—he just has just like become a master of what we try and do. You know, somebody put out, uh, and I'm saying this with all due respect. Somebody put out like Alex Barcelo is one of the most underappreciated guys in the country, or a dark host All-American. I'm like, I don't understand that. Like, who in the country has done what he's done in the first three games? I mean, his first game, he had 24 points in six shots against San Diego State. He made every big play. And he rolls into number twelve, Oregon, and is nine for eleven from the field. Uh, I mean, it's just—I just, just don't—I don't—I don't know exactly. I mean, I'm sure he will be. I, that, I just don't understand. Like, the guy's incredible. Like, he is a star's star, and he does it exactly right. Like, he does it right. Like, he—it all blends into everything we do. He's just a the kid is incredible, man. He's not a kid. He's a young man. He's—he's he's a really special young man. And—and—and. And, and, it's not even the best thing he does. You know the best thing he does? He makes our locker room right. And and so and he just is he's, – he's, he's spectacular. Anyway, you can tell I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> else? Um, so
1: your team outscored Oregon 42-20 uh, the paint. They've got 21-5 to 5 advantage in points off the turnovers. I know you touched earlier on how you set up your team. Um, to uh, attack the glass and make sure that they, that Oregon didn't get any second chance opportunities. Can you just touch more on like how you set your team up to prevent Morgan um, from getting layups and yeah. uh, making them uh, difficult line shots? Well,
0: their transition starts with turnovers. They're so good about jumping and passing things. You know, it kind of it's really it's really hard to go against this. You know, they go back and forth from this kind of matchup zone to uh, switching man-to-man. They didn't actually switch as much 1-4 as I thought they would tonight. They didn't switch quite as much away from the balls. We, we actually prepared to attack a little bit different, but they just didn't go there as much. But they, they caused kind of some disorientation and put you in weird spots. They're so good at jumping in passing lanes. They're just, they're just extraordinary athletes, and they got length. They have great anticipation. Danny does an incredible job coaching, clearly. And so we just knew the first thing we had to do is we had to find a way to protect this ball. Like, we had to find out, get shots on every possession. We talk about more, better, less, worse all the time at BYU. And that's just getting more shots and better shots and giving up less shots and worse shots. And part of that is protecting the ball. And um, and so it's, listen, and then I say all that, and it's just Alex Barcelo and T. John Lucas. Like, I'm really not that smart. I got a backcourt that's ridiculous right now. I got these two guys, like yin and yang right now. You know, T. John is talking about making a movie this year. Like, he's like, it's going to be a movie. And he was really special tonight in terms of, you know, he gets trapped. And where most guys kind of, especially in the length of Oregon, most guys kind of freak out. And he's like, pivot, pivot, 40-foot laser to Seneca Knight for a layup, right? I mean, he just has got this poise and experience of a veteran, veteran guy. And then, honestly, he did. So, so, really, there's not a lot of coaching going on. We just got an incredible backcourt
1: showed more
0: growth inside Very impressive. He his how he at the end? Yeah, he better be good. I'm gonna be really mad if he's not okay. Uh, I mean, just think about you saw a couple plays. How about the offensive rebound where he comes down and he splits two of Oregon's biggest, most physical players and finds a way to explode off the ground for that little right hand hook putback it was incredible, right? And then. And then you think this is a 6'6 guy, but he's a 7'3 wingspan. He ends up on his rear end, if you remember the play, and Oregon big got a catch right at the rim, and somehow he got off the ground and vertical enough to block it at the rim. Like, he just has been really special. The thing about Foose that's really incredible is he's so smart. Like, his defensive concepts, you know, Coach Burgess spends a lot of time with our bigs, and he's done an unbelievable job coaching all these bigs. But, but the way Foose has picked up our defensive schemes and concepts is incredible. And um, he's he's, he's going to be a special player. I mean, he got thrown into the fire when he shouldn't be, right? This should be Richard Harwood, the seasoned veteran, doing all the work. But, but you know, Rich had to step away health-wise for a little while. And so Foose has kind of been thrown in the fire, and he's been saving us. Like, he's been, he's been really, really good. He's probably uh, focused on other stuff. BYU chance at the bonus center in Portland. I quit multiple times in yeah, this, this, this BYU fan base, uh, I'm so excited. Uh, this BYU fan base is, is I, I don't really know what to compare it to because everywhere we go, when we travel, we have homegrown fans. Like they, they, they're not traveling. We don't travel great. We travel good, but our fans are actually there. You know, we went to Houston. I still don't understand how this happened. We went to play at Houston two years, my first year, so I guess two and a half years ago. And Houston is sold out forever. And somehow, literally, there's two sections of the arena from courtside all the way up to the rafters. It's all BYU fans. I don't know how they got in there, but it's all people that live there. And so this fan base is, um, it's really special. It's 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 really awesome, and it was awesome again tonight for sure.
1: In obviously, you guys had some very nice minutes. I asked you about your locker room before. Do you
0: personally, how do you personally take this? Because this was on a very short list of top victories in a yep. coaching
1: career. And again, more in the manner in which it was done, yep. more than just the outcome.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm spending a ton of time on it. Like, you know, we we have three pillars of our program one is get better every day. And so we had come in here and lost. We'd wake up tomorrow morning exactly the same as we will wake up tomorrow having won. Like we have to get better. Like we, we, we we're chasing something really big that we want to do some things. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to be great. And so this is a positive step, but we got to go tomorrow. We got to find a way to get better tomorrow. We have to. And so, um, I'm, I'm super happy for our guys and happy for our fans, but, but the way, that's, that's going to be the way our players feel. It's like, this is, hey, this is really special. Listen, you don't get a chance to play number 12 very often, right? And, um, and certainly, you know, the guys perform great to that, but we got we, we can go get way better. And I think that's what we're thinking about. This is, you know, this is a suit. I, I'm actually thinking about this more as the three game package. And, you know, we could have gotten 0 3. In these three games, it's scary to start the, the season against three NCAA tournament teams. And and um, so I'm, I'm super excited these guys can grow and be challenged while they're winning. Um, that's really a gift that, that we've been given that we're able to grow while we're winning. And um, we just got to get back to it tomorrow and work on our locker room and make sure that it's, it's getting better and, and, and figure out how to coach these guys better and play better. Thanks. Are you, what are you getting out of and so he out and yeah. he's got limited minutes. how good was Gav tonight so I know I, I see things a little bit different but he had a catch on a slip early in the in, in, late in the first half it was so huge like his possessions like that were so big um, he came up with the stop three quarter stop where he deflected and chased to the sideline again a huge play he was good on the glass he was good finished around the rim. I'm really proud of him. I'm super happy for him. It's been a hard, you know, so you know, what's special about about getting to coach these guys is because, like, we all know Gav's story, but like, you know, seeing him, I'm trying. I, I want to be protective of him, but I want to tell the story. Seeing Gav run in the locker room five minutes before our exhibition game this year by himself, almost in tears and knowing what he's fought through the last two years. It just is super special. Like he's a, he's a, like you talk about a great young man, like that's got a ton of courage and is, is worked so hard when most people would have quit. Um, he's a, he is a special human being. And so, that's how I feel about him. Like it's really special to see him progress. I think he's got a, hey, he's got a ton of basketball in hand. He's got a ton. Like he's a good player. So I'm really, I'm really proud of him.
1: Coach, a, a virtual question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, kind of this game against Oregon being the end of this three game package, instead of viewing it as just the one um, with the way that you guys finished this three game package, the you know, the defense, the, the rebounding, the shooting efficiency, what do you feel like this? these three games proved about your team, and what message do you think it sends to the rest of college basketball, the way that you guys finished off these three games?
0: Well, I, I think for us, so this is what we talked about post-game, is we talked about, you know, I don't know anybody that does two-a-days anymore, right? And I don't know who, anybody who spends as much time every single day as, as we do talking about our locker room individually and as a team and our guys, you know, those two things are just two examples of how we're trying to do it at BYU. And so, so I just wanted our guys to feel, I want them to stop and feel that it's actually their work and their commitment that is they're seeing payoff and making it special. Right. Um, Cause we're always, every day we're working on becoming believers, right? We want, we want to become as a team, as a staff, as players, we want to come believers in what we do and how we do it. And so, you know, you think about this three stretch, and that's probably the most rewarding thing for us as a team is like, I think we're believers. I think we've taken a big step towards being believers. We actually believe that when we come on the floor thinking about, sacrificing for our team and making our teammate better and having our teammates back, it actually pays off, right? And we we fight so hard to come into the gym every day, twice a day, and bring energy, and that's not easy. It doesn't just come. You have to fight for it. So I think from these three games, I think hopefully we have a lot more belief that we can continue building on throughout the season.